Hello, everyone. Welcome back for episode number 15 of the Ready, Set, Shag podcast. This has been a very tough episode to get out because uh, my IRL shenanigans have been keeping me at bay from doing what I love most. Uh, and so we went, we went through a couple of guests and I was able to uh, talk with my guest today, who I like to consider a friend. I've talked to him for quite a while now and we've played games together. We've had many long discussions. He's been on my podcast a couple of times. Um, the uh, the midweek hump, which you guys know. Well, without further ado, let's just bring him on here. Adam Krigler, what's going on, brother? You know, I, I got to say that was a little presumptuous to just I, consider me a friend. I, um, wow. Uh, I, I, acquaintance, sure, maybe, but, but geez. I got I I, to meet someone in real life before I, I make the, the the change to from a co- online acquaintance to friend. Okay. But I, I, I'm sure there's no issue though. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We gotta, we gotta embrace at least one time. Um, yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. That's that's fair. I it need was a, a shags worthy hug. Yeah. Yes, we'll get there soon. I was jealous that you, because you just got back from London for the uh, yeah. FNT UK meetup. How was that? Oh, dude, it was fantastic. I had such a great time. Uh, I've never been to a meetup before, so this this was the first time just being amongst a bunch of people that really enjoy my content and i got a lot of people asking me to do the daily show again bring the clips back a lot of people were asking me to do stuff that i was thinking maybe i should do again but it kind of confirmation like i gotta get my ass back in gear and do a daily show again and start doing uh do more content you know yeah i heard you had, I think you had mentioned it real quick. I don't even know. It, it may have been on Base Staff or something like that about getting back to your your daily show. Is that something that you're? It's uh, in serious consideration now. No, it's happening. I, I'm this. I'm gonna starting essentially yesterday. Although it's Base Staff Monday anyway, but uh, I will be going live Monday through Friday again, my regular scheduled time, and uh, it's gonna be great. Fridays will be a little different because I I'm going to be doing music, but I, I really would like to build my locals. So my music side, like the Friday night jams will be over on locals. So I'll do my regular stream cut over to go to locals uh, just for a couple jams every Friday night. Yeah. Nice. Now it's funny. Cause you, so you said this is your first time going to one of those meetups. You've been somewhat of a popular public figure for, for quite a while is that like i guess it's, so it's surprising that it's your first like meetup what is it, it intentional or are you are you generally kind of a loner uh what, what, no, why? I, well tim tim didn't want to do a meetup because he i mean people probably want him just gone uh for lack of wanting to say it on youtube uh but antifa they got he's got a target on his back uh from them so he never wanted to do a meetup and i honestly i don't really blame him because he's been in the game a lot longer than i have and uh so that never came about uh i think he tried to do a meetup and then someone like there was like a bomb threat on the building or some shit and i don't know It, it just never ended up going to fruition so uh and then after i left that area like left his employee I moved to Sweden. So it was kind of like I was just trying to do my like set my life up here and figure things out for me. 
before I was even able to like do a meetup, right? So right. Uh, I don't know. And then I wasn't necessarily part of anything. I was just kind of solo, you know, sailing out into the YouTube waters uh, yeah. by myself. Uh, I do feel like I found a fellowship in, you know, the Legion of Memers, uh, Nerdrotic, the the geeks and gamers, like a, a lot of the different people in this YouTube space have embraced me and it, it feels great, you know, and, and your squad. Um, it's uh, the midweek hump. Like, it's, it's just great. I, I really feel like uh, they welcomed me with open arms because I kind of came out of nowhere, you know, like no one knew who I was in this YouTube world, uh, certainly in some spaces like the modeling world um, and the skateboarding world. I kind of made something of myself in those careers. Uh, so, but, but as far as like the YouTubing space, I'm kind of a newcomer in this world. So, well, I guess not anymore. It's been over three years. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, what, when you go from newcomer to like established to veteran, I feel like I'm getting established now. Yeah. Well, how, I was always curious about that. Cause I don't know if, if I've ever heard you talk about your, like essentially your transition from model skateboarder to like your work, I guess with, with Tim, what did you guys kind of connect because of skateboarding and then you just started like your chums that way. And then it's like the rest is history. Can you talk no. about that? Yeah, sure. I, I didn't actually know Tim through skateboarding, even though he is an incredible skateboarder. Uh, he really is like, dude, he's got some insane skills. Mm -hmm. Um, we met in a Magic the Gathering store randomly in Brooklyn. Um, I, I worked at a I worked at a shop in Brooklyn painting boards, uh, busting boards, a New York longboarding company. And I it was it was like right in the middle of this block in Brooklyn. And then down at the end of the block was a magic store that I would frequent. I, I didn't play magic a lot until I, I started in 94. So I've been playing my whole life, essentially. Yeah. But or I started when I was 10. Uh, but I don't know. It was just one of those days where I was heading back home. And if you go over the Brooklyn Bridge or the Williamsburg Bridge, which is how I took to go home, I would skate home because I skated mm -hmm. everywhere. It was basically my car, right? Mm -hmm. So I got over the bridge and I like, I'll stop by the magic shop, maybe like see what's over there. And I like roll in and it was a Dungeons and Dragons night. So it wasn't no one was in there playing magic. And I like rolled up to the counter and I was like, hey, uh, so you got any magic events going? And they're like, no, it's Dungeons and Dragons. And I hear, oh, you play magic? And I like to turn and it's Tim uh, just standing there because he had same thing for him. He walked in and was just like trying to see what magic was going on. And uh, since it was D&D, &D, it was like him and I were the only two people in the store besides the employees that like cared about magic. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah we just he was just like oh yeah I, we ended up going and playing commander at my uh my apartment that same night and yeah that was just uh that's how we met that's pretty crazy i mean makes it's a good case to make for people who like you know to touch grass as they say because I, I think it's one thing that's missing is one one of the beauties of the world before the modern internet is mm -hmm. that you would have to, you know, you got to go to the store, you got to go to the car shop, you know, the hobby shop, true. See if the guys are playing or, or who's around, uh, and you just like now, well, you don't have to do that. You get tabletop simulator on Steam, and you, you know, get in a virtual room or, you know, yeah. and it's, and had you not done that, had you had said, oh, I'm just gonna go home today, like you, you and his, your life would have forever been different. You never would have connected with him. Um, true. 
my life has a way of of doing that though i i'm the luckiest person i know i know that's a weird phrase but it re i really am i i am so lucky in my life like the things that have the opportunities that have arisen for me and the the things that i've been able to do in my life and the places i've seen and i was able to go and not only just go but get paid to go to these incredible places like i've i've been flown to a glacier in the middle of alaska uh just just for a shot of snow for american eagle uh for a winter campaign but it was june so but they wanted snow so like well we got to go to alaska where there's snow on a glacier you know it's like this it's amazing you know i got paid for that and it was the amount of things like those kind of stories are endless like i have so many different stories of different beautiful places that i got to go to just because um my the way i look you know like yeah. that's that's insane like the that that alone is insanely lucky i feel you know like there's nothing else that could explain it it's not necessarily talent although you know there is some like modeling isn't isn't just like you know let someone take pictures of you you know but it's kind of like 50 50 you, you know you, you have to have the look but you also have to have like a comfortableness in front of the camera and the ability to not look weird because <laughs> there's some yeah. beautiful people out there that it just doesn't transfer when yeah. you take a picture of them but if you see mm -hmm. them in real life it's like holy shit that person's smoking but you yep. take a picture and they look like a freaking alien yeah um, so it's like, funny I, I you mentioned that the uh my like I, the how certain people are photogenic and it just kind of mm -hmm. comes naturally to them. Cause my two kids, my older boy, both my kids are beautiful, but my, my older boy is when he smiles, it's very awkward. Like he almost like every smile is very forced. Okay. Um, like it's, it's hard to get a good smiling picture of him. It has to be like, you, you can't really plan it, but my younger boy, like it just, it just comes like he yeah. could be like a kid model because he just smiles and it's all natural. The muscles just go perfect. It's, it's kind of strange to say, but I think, you know what I'm talking about? Cause you're, you know, Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And when, and, and confidence too, so that there's, I, I could see if someone's confident in a picture, like I could tell by the way that they're carrying themselves. So the way that, I don't know, some people, it's not as obvious cause like everyone's face is different and they're, facial structure and the way that they hold themselves but it's pretty obvious when someone isn't confident or comfortable in front of a camera when the camera turns on uh it, it changes and and that's why i think i fit really comfortably doing this uh what i'm doing now because i i see a camera and i'm like ah, i've been doing this for freaking since i was 19 that's 20 years ago so i've been in front of a camera professionally for 20 years yeah. and you know what what's the difference now i i just talk about my opinions it makes it even easier yeah i mean maybe not easier i feel like it's the same level because I'm, i don't change for the camera and part of what makes modeling um a good model or a model a good model is the ability to be candid you mm -hmm. like you even just said it with your older boy if you catch him when he's not like i'm smiling for the camera but he's like laughing like mid laugh or you know you catch it candidly the ability to maintain that candidness when you know the camera and you're like you're forcing that candidness and uh i was very good at that because i i would i would talk to people i would make fun of them i would poke fun at myself and like crack jokes and we'd be laughing and smiling and like 
I would get people to forget that the camera's there because oftentimes you'd work with other models and like get a group shot or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, well, there's good there's good money in kid modeling, by the way. If you can get them in, like, I, I was gonna say Sears. I don't even think Sears is around anymore, but JC Penney's yeah. or like any of those kind of things, dude. Get them in the catalog work, crazy money, man. It's really I good know money. it's funny because I've. You know, in our space and, and nowadays and something we could probably get into is, mm. you know, there's all this talk of, you know, exploiting children in one way or another. And I True. and part of me and I because I, I've had my my older boy on live streams like him and I have been playing Mario uh, cool. like together and uh, like some of the newer ones. And I've had people comment and say, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's that's not good. Or, you know, don't post pictures of your kids. I'm like, what? I playing guess. games with them live like that's weird i know no, you know i i would say like beauty pageant shit is is weird like yeah. people and, and that's the funniest thing like when i because i'm now known as like a conservative which i don't even think i am a conservative i think i'm more like libertarian right yeah. right that's where i feel like i line with politically or whatever same but yeah. i'm i'm very much against child exploitation i mm -hmm. i speak out against it constantly uh diana you you watch my show you know she's in chat how you doing uh by the way um and the the left wing whenever i say anything against it they instantly like post pictures of like john benet ramsey or <laughs> that's the only she's like the only famous one i know but like pictures mm -hmm. of like w you know mothers sending their daughters and the daughters are like you know wearing dresses with like pounds of makeup and i'm like why why would you just instantly assume i'm okay with that like yeah. that's weird but like yep. a picture of uh, you know in a sears catalog where the kid is it, it's weird it, it, it is kind of it does feel almost exploitative but if the kid is being treated well they, they get paid insane amounts like hey i could buy you like four playstations and or your own tv or whatever you can you when you turn 16 you're going to be able to buy your car outright for yourself because of this job right yeah. i don't know it's it's i don't feel like it's the same as like parading them around in front of a bunch of adults to try to get them to sell or i don't even know like whatever the those beauty pageants are freaking gross but um, yeah. i don't know i think it's different than trying to sell clothes at, at like a jc Penney's. This feels like okay, and it's just it's modeling. Yeah, they're not naked. It's this not sexual. True. Yeah, and you're and you're probably right. It's just one of those things that I I've thought about because and my wife and I've talked about it. Is mm. like, it is it is it a little weird? You know, I, and I've had random conversations even recently about you know how right and wrong it is to have pictures of my kids around, like if they come into a live stream, like. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not exploiting them. I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not using them to make money um, necessarily. Like, I mean, at all, really. I mean, the live stream with him playing Mario was more for his enjoyment. And then it was, I just thought, oh, this would be kind of fun for people to watch like a dad and son, you know, play Mario. And there's a couple of funny clips that actually came from it. But, yeah. you know, I do in my head somewhere, there's like this, is it, is it the same? No, probably not. But I no, am conscious I'm of it. I'm I, and even still like there there's parents that would send their kids to do these modeling gigs for JCPenney and buy themselves stuff and like that's yeah. fucked up right but like right. 
the way I would do it is if like my teenage, like, I don't know, 13 year old got a, a job for JC pennies. I'd be like, all right, dope. Like you just earned a $2,000. It's going to go into your bank account. And right. what, what do you want to buy? Like, I'm, yep. yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's the same as like acting like, okay, so kids shouldn't act like it's right. kind of, I feel like it's more along the same lines of stuff. Like if the kids are cool with it, like I'm not, it wouldn't be forcing them. Like I've, I've done these catalog jobs where, where I'd showed up and like the mom is with their kid. Who's, who's there doing like the kid clothes, whatever the mm -hmm. kids are cool with it. They're like, yeah, this is dope. Like right. I'm getting paid freaking $2,000 in one day to, to get my picture taken of a, of an outfit or like, yeah. to, you know, 20 outfits or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, okay. I get to go buy whatever I want. Like, that's awesome. Like a kid, like, dude, kids freak out about a $20 bill. They, they can't even comprehend what $2,000 is. Of course, adjusted for this inflation. I mean, it's basically like <laughs> very practically nothing, but my kids freak out over quarters and dollars. So I, I would right, imagine exactly. 2000 would be like, Oh my gosh. You know, they can't comprehend it. They have no idea, right? Right. Um, I did want to. So I want to go back real quick. So we sure at, at the time of, at the time of, you know, meeting Tim for the first time was that. Did you were you aware of who he was, or were you just kind of like, oh, no like idea. no idea? It was just a, a chance Zero meeting. Yeah, I I didn't know who Tim was. I right when I met him, I believe he was working at Vice. It was like right. He was like having a fallout with Vice at that time. Um. And I don't know. I saw some video with like on that like he he said that Vice told him he was too white or some shit. I'd never heard that in my life, dude. Wow. And if that was true, he would he would have been talking about that for a long time. I yeah. don't know. I think I think he pulled that shit out of his asshole. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea who he was, and I didn't really care. Like he he seemed pretty cool. Um, I think he was. I think it was probably nice for him to like hang out with a bunch of people who didn't know who he was just play magic yeah. um i think that's rare for him nowadays i think he, i think you know he misses that that kind of uh because i never treated him different i never yeah. i never treated him like tim pool it was like you know we're we're on the same level like i i want everyone to that's we all are humans right there's no pedestal yeah. no one should be on a pedestal right so right uh i don't know i never put him up there and i think he appreciated that when uh when we hung out that's how I always treated him. So, I'm, I think uh, once I have kids, they'll be the first, the first uh, humans that I'll put up on a pedestal. Be like, "Yep, my kids are better than yours, better than everyone else." Yeah, <laughs> I don't I know what it's like yet, but yeah, you have kids. I'm sh is that is that how it is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's such a balancing act with with children. Like you 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 realize real quick, like everything you've ever said about having kids is like you're like oh i have no clue anymore like <laughs> we all talk about it now right and but oh i would do this and i would do that and then you get in that situation and you're like oh my god uh like my kid just hit another kid like what do i do like i want to defend my kid but did, was he that was he the one that started this all like you know but yeah you you really do have to put them at least for me it's like one of the highest levels of um like in my life i've since so that's how my, my initial approach was. Now I've actually kind of changed a little bit. After talking to my mom quite a bit, I actually started putting my wife above the kids. And that might seem weird, but the the 
the idea behind that is you're always going to be with your spouse, theoretically, right? Your kids are eventually going to outgrow your home and they're going to go away. So if you put every amount of energy into your kids and put them at the highest levels, you forget who your spouse is because all you've mm -hmm. done is put your... So the idea is you're, you put them above your kids, your spouse above your kids, and they, mm -hmm. they see the bond and connection and love that you have for one another. And that's one of the most important lessons. And then that trickles down to them uh, in, you know, in developing relationships of their own. It, yeah. It's a, like I said, parenting is one of the things that because every kid is different, it, it's really hard. You're just learning on the fly constantly, but I can't wait. Yeah, man, it's, it's a journey. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. You know, you think you have adversity now with things like you bring another human life that you have to care for. It's like, it's like being, I don't know if you ever played baseball, but it's like, it's like being yeah, caught on your back foot on, on a curveball, like constantly, like all you're doing is like, it's like the worst curveball you've ever been thrown. And you're just practicing hitting that to the opposite field every time. Um, that's, that's what it feels like being a parent or a new parent anyway. Um, yeah. But no. And I think you said something, I think important, like, like treating people as humans, like you never put Tim up on this like pedestal. Uh, I think that's one of the issues I have a lot of times. And I find myself like when I say to you, like in the beginning, like, oh, I consider you a friend. It's because I think of people that way, like those who are friendly to me and who have given me respect. And, you know, we have this mutual respect for, for one another. And we've, you know, done our shows and played games. I just think at the end of the day, if, if you called me tomorrow and said, Hey, Shag, I'm in, I'm in Salt Lake, you know, can I, you know, do you want to meet up? Or do you have a place to stay or, or you know, my car broke down? Adam, absolutely. You know, yeah, please yeah. come, you know, like that's, that's where I'm at with a lot of people. And most people in the fellowship is because they've shown me, even if I haven't necessarily met them in person, that mm -hmm. they're good, upstanding, trustworthy people. Uh, and they stick by what they say. So to that end, like friends, you know, and, and that might be to my detriment to a bit, you know, being presumptuous and whatnot, but uh that's just how i think oh, of i was i was totally joking like i oh. absolutely i i 100 agree with what you're saying you know we I, so while i was in london right i i was surrounded by these people that have established themselves in this community in this youtubing realm and we you know it, it the the idea of authenticity is the, the new currency in the in this world rang throughout the entire trip because that's really the truth of it. Like all these people that are being successful and are getting the 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 due or the respect that is due to that, not due, but that they've earned, right? I mean, respect is earned. And when you're authentic and you're your true self, uh, people recognize that. And that's that's what you're recognizing. And I and I know you said it's like to your detriment, but like I think I think it's worth risking uh being wrong on on that front right I, I think that if you ended up in sweden somehow i'm i know that's a little more far-fetched than me being in salt lake but it'd be the same kind of vibe you know i'd be like yeah i got a guest bedroom like come on yeah. down dog you know yeah. bring your family it's it's good um and you know I, I met like being at the meetup right i i met so many people that just came up to me or like really appreciate what you're doing and then seeing them post online a lot of them are like man you really felt like you're you, you were happy like a 
the same. I saw a lot of people commenting like you, you know, I met you and you were you were the funny, laughing, uh, sarcastic, wise ass that you, uh, you know, portray yourself. Although I don't portray myself. That's literally who I am. Right. And they're, yeah. they were like almost surprised that it was I it got the same vibe from me because like this is me. I I feel like it'd be exhausting to try to change, or, you know, or to try to like be something you're not online. Eventually, that would that would kind of, I don't know, crack. You could tell it's like that that would crack like it would be exhausting it would be eventually the the crowd would notice it they'd be like yeah. all right yeah uh you're what was that that that's not real like you're you're bullshitting us and then that yeah. you know you lose your audience i mean i i don't know i wouldn't want to do this if i couldn't be me right i couldn't if i couldn't speak oh that's part of the reason why i don't think i'm on the timcast show anymore because i was uh I, did you watch my my expose on like why I left him the Tim cast show or like, well, it was it a was long six, stream. Yeah. Well, it was six hours, but like four of the four hours were all just super chats. So it was just the first two hours that I like explained myself, but yes, I did I think, watch most. So the reason I left is because I was trying to work out my own, um, guilt with abortion. And I, Lydia triggered me on multiple levels cause I don't like her. And she was, she, I, I don't like hypocrites, you know, and she's she's a really big hypocrite and I act. I don't like people who act high and mighty. You know, I, I'm very opinionated and I'm proud of my opinions and I die on the hills that I, I stand on. But I never claim to be morally superior to others. And I don't know. I, I don't like that energy and the way that she is. I don't know. So but I was working it out and I was trying to work it out with her. And Tim basically said, I'm not allowed to, like, say shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, nah, if I if I can't like speak my mind, I'm out, you know? And he's like, all right, fine, you're out, peace. So it's kind of fucked up, you know? It's like, dude, Tim, you, you, you want free speech. You talk about the golden handcuffs that Vice put you in, and yet I'm not allowed to speak my mind about this freaking Instagram slut that slid into your DMs. Probably freaking slid into a lot. You probably slid into just because... Anyway, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Tim like that, but kind of over it, you know. And like I've I've talked about Tim a lot, and every time I mention him, even if it's like a positive comment, people love to get the idea that I'm resentful of Tim. And it's like I'm not. I love my life. I love where I'm at. I love the person I am. I am, and I respect the opportunity that gave me. And you know, all those people forget that. I also helped make the Tim Castell show. Like I was also a part of it. And like we yep. had something together and it wasn't just Tim. And it's like, yeah, sure. My career, my life would have been completely different if I hadn't met him, but who knows how different? I don't know. Like I don't, I, I don't, it doesn't matter because here I am and I love right. who I am and I love the crew that I have and the, 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 the circles that I'm in and the, the chat that, that supports me so yeah well i've i've realized too that like from watching you grow and you become your, your own independent outlet is that mm -hmm. if you can't be yourself then what's what's the point you know like i i'll make mistakes and i'll say things that you know might make people you know on edge or they don't like but if i if i can't make those comments then who am I? Right. And 
Mm. And, and, and in a lot of ways, had you not had things gone a bit differently, you know, had had he not said, OK, you're out, you would still be sitting there and you maybe you'd be biting your tongue because, oh, you know, it's a good paycheck, you know, but it was would that be who you are, you know, like what would you really like if you had gone a little bit further, maybe you would have censored yourself a little bit more just to just to keep it going, you know, but. You know, you mm. you probably got to a point where I mean, you, I think you had said you said, OK, I'm out, but you didn't necessarily mean like I want to get out of here. Like it almost like he took it the step further and was just kind of abandoned oh, he, that. No, he definitely didn't want to pay me my cut. He I, I was getting a, I wasn't getting as big of a cut as him, but he was putting the money back into the company. So like at, at the end of the day, it looked like I was getting paid more than him because I was I, I wasn't putting money into the company. He was, which. Mm that's his choice it's his company and like i don't blame him like yeah of course you want to you want to do that but said still he's the one who chose like what he wanted to you know give me so uh i don't know it, it just feels like he he just used it as an as an excuse You're like yeah I, I don't i this is perfect like you just gave me an ultimatum and it's like it wasn't necessarily i said if i can't speak my mind I'm, I, i'll i'll happily walk you know, that wasn't me saying like fire Lydia or I'm gone. It was like, I mean, is that an ultimatum when I'm saying if I can't speak my mind, I'll happily walk. It's kind of like saying like, uh, like you, you, you need to practice what you preach. And I'm like, I'm the one who who's now saying like, you're the one who preaches standing up to your boss. It was in the middle midst of COVID and they were, they were, that high and mighty energy that they both Tim and Lydia project was like standing up to your boss and not taking the jab. Right. Or, yeah. or like whatever the hell you, you want to do. And they were acting like that. Like, yeah, just stand up to your boss. Who cares if you get fired? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, you need to like stand up. And I was like, all right, well, Hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to like work some issue out both my own internal shit and that I can't stand Lydia uh, so let me work this out. No, or well, well, then I got fired. You know, well, not for nothing too. But I'm sure you know. At least this is how I approach things. When you're when you're in business with someone, or you're employed, or or with someone for you know however long. I mean, you're building yeah. a brand with them. You would think True. that even with something like that, it it doesn't necessarily mean okay. I'm taking this hardline stance, and it's either me or the highway. It's like Dude, I'm just kind of fed up with um, with uh, what's with what's happening. So let's yeah. talk about it because now it's serious. And and I'd almost you know and like you said, for all the for all the stuff that Tim talked about, you know, like you know having the golden handcuffs on or whatever, you would think at this point this is where he needs to again put his money where his mouth is, and you know just be nice hat. <laughs> Oh, you saw that <laughs> the chat. Nice. <laughs> a little, little more. I'm listening to you though. I just no. I just, I just. It, it's a bummer because it, it, it kind of exposes him for like who he is really, um, and that's that's too bad. That's awesome. <laughs> that's for you, testamistic. For those who can't see, Adam is fitting his head directly into the frame and 
lining it up with the background image. It's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, no, it's, it, it's too bad. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for you though, Adam, for where you are. Cause you wouldn't like, we wouldn't be having this conversation had things gone a different way. And that's uh, so to that end, I'm truly thankful, but you know, it obviously, it puts people on a path that they may otherwise not have like been able to recover from. Like you are someone I think who has been tested throughout your life and have overcome, you know, some levels of adversity and, and, you know, your challenges and this, mm -hmm. this was no different. Uh, and then having to start off, I mean, you being true and authentic to who you are, I think brought over every single person that, you know, remains with you. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of your audience who watched you on Timcast. And then you've held those people because you were authentic, you were true to what you believed, and you didn't back down when you needed to, or when you could have, rather. Sorry. Um, yeah, I could, I could have a cushy-ass job working for Tim still. Like, he offered me even more money to do something different, and I still would have had to sign, like, my life away to him. And I wasn't going to do that. I, you know, it was like an NDA mixed with a I own everything you do. And it's like, fuck that. I'm, I, I don't need that money. Like my, I, I'm, I'm good. Like I, I'm not making a lot of money right now. You know, I'm not like, I'm not rolling in the money. It's, it's, you know, I got to figure it, figure life out, but it's like, I don't care. I like life is worth working for, you know, and it's like you, you got to work for life. And I think that a lot of people don't want to work for life. And that's a shame. Like, I don't mind working. I don't mind having life be tough. Um, but I'm not going to take money just just to be a fucking. A pool boy. So pool boy, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Basically. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true. And I, I mean, that's having control over over what you do, you know, and uh, and I think maybe in some regards, if if I had an opinion on the matter, that's where I think Tim went wrong. I know that he you know, you got to protect your business and whatnot, but like, yeah, sure. You can't. Yeah, I, I wanted him to have an NDA, but not for me because of Lydia, right. like Lydia right. could have like, dude, she could have freaking dragged him through the mud if she if she claimed that he was like abusing his power as her boss and like making sexual shit because i like i know they were fucking around so like dude like she could have she could have ruined him man she could have thrown him under the bus but like then she signed the nda and it was like all right cool but like i didn't sign it and i wanted to eventually tell everyone what happened and i did you know i had that episode and i didn't make any money from it it's it's demonetized um i can't monetize it at all because i rick rolled everyone in the very beginning but it was worth it like I didn't, I didn't do that video for money. I did it so that people know why, because I was sick of people coming up to me and saying like, either, oh, you, like, how dare you leave? And I'm like, well, I didn't leave. Tim removed me from the show. Um, mm. how, or why are you so resentful? And it's like, it's not that I'm resentful. I miss the camaraderie slash friendship that Tim and I had. It wasn't necessarily that you know, that I'm like mad at Tim. It's like, no, it's, it's sadness. Like yeah. we were like, I, I've said it multiple times. Like half of me misses him. Half of me can't stand him. Like the narcissistic side of him is, is shit. But like yeah. the, the animal loving skateboarding, uh, 
Chicago, uh, Chicagoan in him is cool. Like Tim, Tim is funny. He is, he's very good at his job, uh, but he's kind of a freaking uh, jackass narcissist that I just can't stand that energy. Yeah. So like whatever, but he's a Pisces, you know, the two, two fish, one fish is cool. One fish is black. Well, the other one's white. There's like total polar opposites. Mm-hmm. So do you, I think that's one thing I really like about the whole situation is like through all of the discourse surrounding it, everything that you've said in commenting on your time there and then leaving, mm-hmm. you always find a way to like, to say, you know, Tim, you know, you'll, you'll sing his praises to to some extent, which I think is something, you know, we as a society have kind of lost out on is, being critical of people, especially when it's necessary, but also recognizing like this person is a hardworking individual and they've earned everything that they've, they've gotten. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's some serious flaws in that and this is what it is. And it, it, and for nothing else, it was your tell all of like what had happened. So people understood like what you were going through in that whole thing. So I I have to say a tremendous amount of respect for, for doing that. Cause I think every single time that you've talked about it, you've said that it wasn't like a one-off like, Oh, Tim's cool dude, but F F F him, this F him that. And, but you always spend a, a, at least some time explaining, you know, why you think he's a, he is a good guy. And I think maybe in one, when you were side scrollers interview, I don't know if you had said this, but I thought you had said you may have may consider may one day consider doing something with him again. Or there was a time when there was like some serious consideration, which I thought was, yeah, there was, there was, uh, until he slapped that NDA in my face. Right. I mean, I wasn't going to sign that. There's no way I'm not going to, the only way that Tim and I would ever work again together is if we both were equal on all fronts and he's never going to do that. So I, I mean, that'll just never happen you know so um yeah i i I've, nuance is gone dude no no one understands how to understand the nuance of of reality everyone wants to pick a side and vilify you if you're not on that side or or if you don't agree with them a hundred percent it's like that's so childish I, I I'm sick of I'm sick of that energy that and there's so much of it out there. Like whose side are you on? Oh, you're not on my side, then you're a Nazi. And it's like, what? What yeah. are you talking about? Like right. that's ridiculous. Like, oh man, I there's way too many examples. I, I don't even feel like I need to give any examples. I feel like everyone who listens to that knows exactly what I'm talking about. Civil yeah. discourse is non-existent. Like you can't have a conversation. And that's this is one of the reasons why I really like Craig. Uh, he he's got. Like he brought DSP and Keemstar together in our interview. And it was like the the internet was like, holy shit, Keemstar and DSP are in the same podcast right now. Like that was insane. And he brought in whatever what the fuck is that guy's Vito. Name? Just Vito. Yeah. He, he brought Vito on with like this whole shit with Eric July. Like I I I would have it would have been like game breaking if he got Eric July to come in and at the same time as Vito. I think Vito would have gotten destroyed. Because uh, yeah. Eric July is a freaking beast, yeah. uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be on Eric July's bad side, dude. Like, um, nope. but you could tell uh, he, Craig wants to to bring back civil discourse in in a way where it's like we're all not that different. But like the way that the media and the internet portrays us, it's like, oh no, 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 we're all completely different, black and white, and different ends of the spectrum. Y'all over there 
unless you believe us, then you're all the way over here and there's mm-hmm. no one in the middle. And if you're in the middle, then, well, it's like from whatever extreme you're standing, it just looks like everyone's on the other side. And that's, that's sad. I, I think it's really, it, it's a sad case. Yeah. I, I actually praised Craig yesterday. Cause I was on, I was on there uh, with them and I, I don't think I said it on air, but I said it off air. I said, you know, I, I respect you for bringing Vito on even when the, the chat said no, um, because I think people are missing the point. And what what I think the assumption is, is that everybody has all the information all the time. And yeah, like, well, what point. do you mean you don't know? You don't know what Vito did? You don't know what he... And it's like, well, no, because I, I can't possibly consume all of that information. So, right. and it's... Then there's nothing wrong with with uh like i do not like i totally reject the idea that you shouldn't platform someone just because they said something it's like well how do you how would you how could you possibly know what this person is if someone's constantly on a panel show trying to talk over other people um right. you know and it, like even if it was just him and eric july like it would be a total bickering back and forth like let him talk if he makes an ass of himself that's on him not not on craig you know like or whoever is doing the interview because I might want to know information or maybe I'll get some information from somebody when they're not on people, you know, a show with like a thousand different people going against them. Um, And it's something that, you know, I've even done recently. So the, the pronoun stuff with Starfield, I've had several comments and I've done a couple streams talking about why I think people are overreacting to the Starfield drama. And I've tried to back up why I think, like incrementalism doesn't work in this particular sense. I understand that that's a hard position to take in our field because, or in this community, because people, and I, and, and I've tried to explain, I more than anyone are, am against progressive gender ideology. I don't want that shit in schools, yeah. but we're not talking about schools now. We're talking about a video game. So it's hard. Like you said, nuances can be lost and allowing someone to, to give their points on why they think that is, is difficult for people because they've been, they've been programmed by their side in some respect to, you know, to, you know, when that bell rings, they need to salivate, you know, they need to, Oh, they hear uh, pronouns. They got the, they go headlong into it, you know, and they have to, Oh, pedo or or whatever. I I don't agree with you as far as the, the pronoun stuff, because as so it all started with the as rant, I, I, right. That was like the match on the powder keg. Mm-hmm. So as he mentions pronouns, but he also talks about gender ambiguity and like how prevalent that was in the game. And he wasn't mm-hmm. just like at the menu screen. He was already at the time of that rant. He was seven hours into the game. Yeah. Right. And he continued playing. He was at like 20 hours where he was like, yeah, it's even it's like it's it's not just the very beginning. It's throughout many different relationships and conversations with different npcs and all the stuff about how uh gender that the topic of gender even makes such a strong headline into so many different conversations it wasn't about the pronouns and like mm. if it was only pronouns i get it like all right yeah, yeah whatever not that big of a deal although right. i don't like that they were there i feel like it's unnecessary i also think it's hilarious that the uh, people who chose they them still got gendered so like <laughs> yeah but bethesda added it for no reason there there it didn't actually they didn't code it in to actually change what you chose so yeah. they it proves that they only added it as a way to appease these people 
because right. if they actually are doing it as something that like if you are a they them and don't aren't a she or he whatever the fuck then they would program it in you know just like if they choose they them replace all she and her with they them like you think that they would be able to do that but they didn't do that so it wasn't even about actually um making it thematically correct like i don't know what you know for the entire playthrough it was yeah. just for that beginning just to like throw it out there you're like yeah we've got pronouns you know right. it seems a little silly um no and it and wasn't actually there for for any other reason than just to show you that they're they exist right and and that's and i it's funny because like throughout this like i agree with a lot of people like i I don't blame as for being mad and I don't blame Dan for supporting him and, and saying his own things, you know, like I think, I, I do think to some extent it's a bit heavy handed at this point. Um, my, my, I think one of the things I was thinking, well, what I've said is we've, we've in a lot of ways lost the pronoun battle, which like, and then no, this is I where, disagree. No, I disagree. Well, I mean, I mean like in the, in the, in where they appear, right? Like the preferred pronouns, like they're probably going to be here because they've been here for a couple years now. My 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 thing was, what's that? They're not accepted though. Well, no, and I think I think the pronouns is is just the other side of the coin of compelled speech. It's the same thing. Michigan Michigan tried to pass in that law that if you misgender someone in in an intimidating way, whatever the fuck that means, you know that's that's the vague you know he said she said kind of vibe it's a felony right no yeah like, yeah like that's insane but like that's mm-hmm. where they're going with this so it's like it's not it's it's a slippery slope that we're sliding really quickly down right well, i guess my uh, i guess uh, yeah no no and i guess my point is is like compelled speech where it is like i'm 100 against it like what well, i'm fighting i'd fight as hard as i can and like even being involved in whatever uh, school board meetings I can be in with, with schools. Like that's where I want to be. And I think that was my point was like, that's, that's where we got to understand like what compelled speech is. Cause in, again, in my opinion on Starfield, we're not seeing compelled speech. We're seeing, we're seeing their woke politics in the game, which again, we can all have the, the opinion that that's bad. Um, but the, the war, I, I'm, I guess is where I'm at is that the war is in our school systems. It's um, it's in these states that are uh, that are trying to pass the compelled speech laws uh, in mm. California. They it just passed the House and it was going to Newsom's desk to you know to be signed into law. Like that, that's the kind of battles I want to fight. I don't necessarily want to waste time because at the end of the day, I don't want to waste time in Starfield because at the end of the day, I've played I think twenty five hours of Starfield now, um, and like a lot of the people on my list have played well over 20 hours so the game is fun like the game loop is essentially fun there's a good base of of a bethesda game there we we should be able to enjoy enjoy games and but i allow i i want people to have that opinion because i you got to have the discourse but you also have the uh, have the other side where i think we're fighting the wrong battle in a game do you do you kind of see where i'm coming from there Oh yeah, I definitely understand, you know, and, but hearing about as, and like, I've watched some of his playthroughs and I know that I, if I started playing Starfield, I would get taken out and I wouldn't be able to like sink into like, when I think about Skyrim, 
I don't think there's any point where they talk about gender at all. Like yeah. there's no gender ideology anywhere in that entire game. And I True. can thoroughly sink into that game and become a freaking spell singing dragon slayer, dragon uh, born, whatever. Right. But when I see a little bit, every time I pop into Starfield, it's like, it's a conversation that has to do with gender. And, you know, not, I know that's not like, I'm sure it's not as prevalent as they might make it seem, but for some reason, whenever I popped into as a stream, he was groaning over a conversation that he was having with some random thing about this exact shit. And it's like, that's what he was talking about. Current daying us like current day. Yeah. And it's like, it is boring. It, 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 it doesn't allow you to get lost in Starfield, which I, at, in first, I would have loved to play Starfield because I love Bethesda games from all the way back from Morrowind. I played every single Bethesda game that's come out and I've loved them all. They're all fantastic. Fallouts, the Elder Scrolls, like I love these games. So Starfield, on paper, this is like the perfect game for me. I love space and yeah. I, I I freaking love space. You get to be make your own starship and explore different worlds in a Bethesda style RPG. Like, fuck yeah, that sounds amazing. But yeah. something about it now, and it's not the pronouns. Like it, that's that's what the left is like. Oh, they they just pronouns. Like uh, grandma exists. They've been around forever. It's like no 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 no. Uh, pronouns exist, and I'm okay with pronouns. Preferred pronouns means you're denying reality, and I don't want to deny reality. You putting in preferred pronouns is basically saying you have to adhere to us denying reality and be okay with that and like so just even the simple act of adding preferred pronouns into that is is like forcing a step into like over the line even if it's just like it's a simple thing but yeah. like just that one act it's like you know what fuck that i'm not gonna play starfield i refuse and now you can't even mod that like the the nexus mods which i've used nexus mods i i've modded the shit out of battlefront too and even added my own cara dune character i had her commissioned to be made so nexus oh, mods cool. great but if they're gonna refuse mods because it removes pronouns like why the fuck do you even care so you clearly care they're trying yeah. they're they know that they're they're slowly making advancements in in adding the shit into being accepted and like I don't ever want to accept it, and and they're I mean the fact that they're trying to pass laws to make it a felony to misgender someone or or uh, not use their pronouns, which they, I I saw a video today. They're like every time a, a conservative gets upset about pronouns, we add another one hundred pronouns. You know they just they're doing it to troll us. Yeah. And but they're but they're they're not just trolling it. They're trying to add it into law, and they're doing it. Yeah. So it's like. We're at this point, like, I agree with you. Bitching about Starfield isn't actually doing as much as calling your representatives and being like, take those fucking bills off. Or we're, I'm going to spend every energy that I have into getting you removed. But that's not what you're doing. You, you have 25 hours into Starfield instead of 25 hours that you could have been spent rallying people to stop the shit from going into schools, right? So it's like, play True. games or, you know, like, I get a lot of posts about like games are for kids. It's like, you know what? That may be true. Games are for kids. Like I, I am an adult and I love playing games. Don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah. I'm, I don't, I, I find it hard to play and enjoy games 
with with this shit ringing in my head that like I could be spending time um, fighting this shit, fighting this ideology, you know, talking about it more, doing doing what I can to stop this tide of preferred compelled speech bullshit that's I- I- infecting everything. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing about what Az was doing. His rant was that the match that was lit that caused that was built on this massive pile of uh, Tinder that was ready to ignite from the movies, the shows, the games, the comics, everything that Az does for a living. Like he talks about all this shit. So it wasn't just Starfield. It was literally everything. It's almost like every different company out there, every different Hollywood uh, company, er- everything, whatever. Name name one, all that. All of them decided all at once that we're going to like make a girl boss. We're going to throw a trans person in there. And it's like everywhere all at once, everyone just like decided to do this. So it's like just everywhere. Like and the ESG and like that whole thing. BlackRock even talking about how we got to like force ideology. We have to force change in people's minds like this shit. It's all interconnected. So I think fighting against Starfield is 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 sending a message to game companies. But it's like it's I I don't think any of these are uh, not worthy fights. I think fighting against Starfield, fighting against the ideology in video games is the same as fighting against idea this ideology in movies. And it's the same as fighting against it in politics and preferred speech laws in Canada. Like, that shit's going on. Um, Jordan Peterson never stops about it. And I don't blame him because comp- compelled speech is, f- is like the anti-freedom. Anti-freedom. Freedom of speech doesn't exist if you can't misgender someone. Be- being offended, like, be offended. Who fucking gives a shit? Hate speech is a lie. Hate speech is just a, a subjective uh, of who... Who's viewing the speech and who pisses it off versus who it doesn't? It's just right. words. You know, if you're calling for violence, that's something different. Okay. Yeah. Call like actually saying, like, I'm gonna go hurt you, like that's something different than just words, like calling someone um a, a bad word. I, I don't want to just like start spewing bad words <laughs> that are examples, but you know, like, yeah. who fucking cares? That just means you have thin skin. If they're coming to attack you, that's actually assault. Like right. assault and battery, right? Battery is when they physically hit someone. Assault yeah. is is the verbal act of saying, I'm going to do this to you. And like, th- that's a threat. Like mm-hmm. saying like, you're not a tree. All right. Tree self, get out of here. All right. You're a girl. You were born <laughs> a girl. Stop it. You know, you obviously have mental issues. They would look at that as violence, but that's not violence. And that's what they're trying to force. And th- I said this so many times. It has nothing to do with preferred pronouns. It has everything to do with a a population of people that are allowed to say whatever they want. All right. Freedom of speech. They need to get rid of freedom of speech and they need to get rid of freedom of guns in America because America is, is like a beacon of freedom on this planet. And like, fuck all the people that call me a traitor for moving to Sweden. It's like, I'm still very much American and I still very much want America to, to continue thriving, continue being that beacon of freedom. I can fight for America no matter where I am, all right? And I, I deal with this all the time. People get they call me a traitor, and it's like, bitch, I'm more patriotic <laughs> than a lot of Americans, all right? I, I don't have weird. to be in America to be patriotic and love America. Like, go fuck, right. fuck off, fuck right off. Right. 
Well, here's anyway. a question for you. Like, so, and I, I agree with like almost everything you said. There's no, yep. there's no doubt about it. You know, um, I think, and, and where I just start and why, where I start asking questions and it's just me asking questions because I'm curious about what people's answers are. And yep. also like, like maybe, maybe we're missing something. Right. So if, and I think a few people have mentioned it and talked about it, but if, if we're, if, even if this stuff is being put into games and it, with nefarious purpose, you know, in regards to ESG and stuff, we've, we've just, we've come to the conclusion or data has shown that, you know, like violence isn't, you know, violence in video games and movies and media doesn't necessarily make violent criminals. No, it, do so it doesn't. Do we, do we apply the same logic to, um, the use of pronouns and like this, like woke dialogue, because from where, I, so from where I said it, it seems very similar in that if, if, uh, if a video game or a movie is going to convince a, uh, a young adult to transition or a younger kid to transition, has that battle already been lost? Was there, was there, was there stuff already way wrong with them? And that was that, that wasn't necessarily going to be the thing that would change them. It just happened to be the last thing that they looked at. Um, like, like, you know, there's far more issues at play than they played this video game. The next thing that happened was they asked for gender. Yeah, affirming there, care. You're, you're missing so much though, because there's a difference between seeing violence in a video game, but, and then also having like your teachers telling you that you could be gay or if, if you, which I'm against, if you're feeling a certain like feminine as a boy, then you're yeah. a girl and you should cut your dick and get, you know, balls off and, mm -hmm. and get tits. And like, you're actually a woman. It's like, it's not just in the movies. It's in the movies and everywhere else. And, and like all around you and being allowed and like these pride parades with like gay men dancing with their dicks whipping around in front of children, you know, these right. drag Queens reading in front of kids and these books that are being put in schools and it's it is so much it isn't just represented in a movie right or in a video game it's everywhere it's in every facet of everything you know the right. pride you can't walk down the street without seeing pride flags everywhere it's like right. this this shit is is in it's like ever present so that you can't even compare the two that they're, well, they're not the same well but I, I guess you'd have to make the comparison within games because I do believe I, I'm against I'm against that you stuff can't. in you can't um, in class. No, you can't you can't make that comparison because in classrooms that the teachers aren't saying to be violent or to like they're not talking about violence in in, in I don't even know how the comparison would be made because well it, could you argue that violence is represented exponentially more in media movies and like and even like uh, music like they talk about it. Um, yeah, and, and look at the violence that America's going through. Like it's insane. But not a, people are, but not as a people, product of that. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I, well, it's all being allowed from one source: the Democrats, the blue states, the blue cities are are they love the violence? They love the trans. They, I think they all they want people to kill each other, and they want people to not be able to procreate anymore. I think they're okay with all of this being uh, normalized. Like by all means, cut your dick off. I, that means like this, you're not going to be able to procreate in the future or kill each other by all means. These people are all sitting in, in the elites taking money from Big Pharma or Raytheon or whatever military industrial complex, not giving a shit about the plebs. 
That's how they look at everyone. And I think this is all just a movement to just maintain control. Like, oh, yeah, by all means, the, let the violence. Uh, who, who gives a shit? They're, they're letting murderers out. And then if, if citizens stand up and, and fight against someone who would have killed somebody, they're the ones who get, get locked up, not the murderers and rioters. Like, we're seeing this constantly. It's a demoralization that's happening across the whole fabric of society. So fighting any of the battles that are in this against any one of these pushes, I think is fine and, and is yeah. valid. And that's what? like, so fighting against Starfield and being like, I'm not going to play Starfield because like, fuck all that shit is saying, I'm going to draw this line in the sand and I'm not going to cross it, period. Right. And I, I don't, I don't blame people. And also on that same, I don't care that you're playing Starfield. Like it doesn't yeah. bother me. You right. know, it's like, I'm, I've been vegan for about six years. I don't talk about it. Because I'm not an annoying ass vegan who tries to force their ideology on other people. Like yeah. I, I do it for me. I don't do it for anyone else. I, I eat eggs now, so technically I'm not vegan, so whatever. But I don't eat meat and I don't um, consume dairy. Although I don't know, da I don't think dairy is good for you uh, for a lot of reasons. But it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to push my shit on anyone else. I'm not trying to push it on kids. Uh, and like that's how we should be. Be like, d look, if you want to be trans, I don't give a fuck. You can be trans, but you can't yeah. be upset if s someone other than yourself doesn't believe you and doesn't like that calls you. If you're a man that says you're a girl, if someone excuse me, if someone looks at you and says uh, you're a man, you can't be upset. Who fucking gives a shit? Why do you care? You can't right. force it. You have to be OK with other people not accepting you for who you are, because that will always happen. There's people who don't accept me for who I am. I don't fucking care. We have Filthy to have vegan. that. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Right. I don't care. <laughs> I've been called that before and I don't care. Like there needs to be that kind of energy where like you need they don't have thick skin. They need to understand that other people's validation means nothing. Your own validation is all that matters. All right. And these, these people are going after kids to validate themselves or convincing these kids. Oh, yeah, th this is normal. And then the kids are like, yeah, you're great. And they're like, oh, I'm now validated finally. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I it's the thing is like, Dude, I, I it's guess... Marxism. It's Marxist communistic bullshit trying to just to, to dismember the freaking fabric of society because society is strong. And when when society is weak, it's easy to control. If you if you take all the strong men and and de-alphatize them essentially make it so that the men won't fight that then it's easy to conquer all right that's what they're doing they're injecting everyone with soy they're they're you know this freaking um emasculating men it's okay to wear a dress cut your dick off like men need to have uh need to cry and it's like look yeah i've cried in my life but i you know and like who fucking gives a shit a man is supposed to lead like men are supposed to protect women like we are. That's what our jobs are. And they don't want that. No girl boss like girls are the new men. And it's like, what the fuck is this? They're trying to just confuse everyone and take everything away. And uh, sorry, I, I it frustrates me. I, I'm there, there's so many issues that. That are all connected to pronouns being put in the title of starfield that it isn't just simple as saying yeah I don't, i'm okay with it whatever it's just it's just pronouns it's just pronouns but then why do they care so much why are they fighting anyone who is upset with it why is nexus mods 
banning anyone that makes a mod that just simply removes the pronouns. Who fucking gives a shit? Here's why, a question why? for you. I, I asked this question on side scrollers, um, mm -hmm. and I'll ask you. Okay. What is what is the difference between Nexus refusing to put allow refusing to allow um, a mod that gets rid of pronouns and the baker that doesn't want to bake a cake for the uh, the gay couple, which most people have defended. Um, I there there isn't any. Like I will happily find a different mod source, and like that's that. It's the energy that they're putting out there. Like, haha, the the same people that are on Nexus banning it are the ones that were furious that the baker wouldn't bake for them, right? right. So, like, why why are they? okay with banning people against their what they want but then upset the baker for not baking right, right. like they're the ones who were upset about it i like yeah. I, I i don't care if the baker bakes it or not like i don't give a shit like that's their that's the whatever oh nexus you you want to not do it well you're a fucking joke i'm not going to use nexus anymore i'm not calling for nexus to be sued i'm not calling for nexus to be destroyed and deleted off the internet i don't give a fuck but I'm calling out the hypocrisy of those same people that are celebrating Nexus fighting their battles with them. Like, ha, we got Nexus on our side, bitches. Preferred right. pronouns are here to stay. Ha. You yeah. know, they're not and then they're they're the ones who are like, fuck this baker. This baker should should rot in prison because they're not, you know, making a gay cake. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I like which side are you on? What do you want? You want the them to choose what they could do or not? Right. Like for me, I I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I said it. Like Nexus can go fuck itself. I'm never going to use Nexus again because of that stupid bullshit. I I already was against Nexus because of the Spider Man flag shit. Like right. all it did was turn the Pride flags into American flags. Like who cares? You're yeah. not playing the game. You're not even going to see the game. Like this. Yeah. I don't understand the people that are fighting against this shit. They they will never see these things. Right. Well, it's funny too because it's one of those things that I. Like the pride flags in uh, Spider-Man. Like, it's yeah. probably something I would never notice. Like, it's just me, you know? I mean, seeing it's kind of like, uh, it's a big eye roll or whatever. But yeah, it's one of those things I don't, I probably don't really notice all that much. And even the pronoun thing, like, I noticed it and laughed at it. But at the end of the day, I was just, like, me, the more egregious thing is how bad the dialogue is in the game. <laughs> the dialogue what, in the in game Starfield? is... Oh my God! It's like hold on. You said something really important right there. If I saw it, that's a big eye roll. But then, like whatever. Like that's what they want. But whatever. No, no, no. I don't want to play a game and eye roll. I don't want to be. I don't want to be suddenly going. Oh my God! Someone injected this shit into the game. It kills movies for me. It kills TV shows for me. It kills games for me. I don't want to do that. When I want to well, play a game, I want to play a game and forget the world. It's called right. that's what games are for, escapism. It's basically like reading a book, but you're you get to actually be in this world and control a character in the world. Right. Like that's that's amazing. Like I love that. I want to be that character. I don't want to have like the fourth wall be broken down by the writers or by the developers and have all the outside politics injected into a game. You know, and all these people that are like, oh, well, political intrigue games exist. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it's not current day shit being pushed in. It's like political intrigue shit is great. Like Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear games, like those games are fantastic, you know, and they have uh, right. some semblance of similarities between like the real world. But it, it's not current day. It's not like 
what is present right now in the in the cultural zeitgeist in the battle that's happening currently right there's a big difference of like forcing see what what they're trying to do is subtly change everyone who's playing these games to be okay with one side not the other like we i everyone on this side loves this everyone on the other side gets pissed off but if you get pissed off you're a bigot you're anti this you're whatever you're a phobe a phobic whatever it's like oh my god no i just don't want to i don't want to have this shit just bombard me every time i do something and here's where i think this and this is the the hard solution part of it right um and this is why having kids is so damn hard but it's the and when people say to me i don't want to have kids because of the world i'd bring them into the 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 real unfortunate answer to that is the only way you're going to change the world that you hate is to have kids and raise good people to take the place of these like ideologues it's the Hold on, only I got way for, for that <laughs> fucking right There's, that's the only no, way you're, dude you're absolutely right 100 and you know you i i said it earlier these people that we don't want to procreate that are crazy and mentally and trying to force their shit, they're literally cutting their dicks off and ripping their uteruses out. And so like they will not be able to procreate, which is yeah. sad. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they're realizing it. Oh, well, well, I'm happy now. No, you're you think you were happy. You think that you're happy right now, but in 50 years, you're going to be miserable. And by the way, 50 years from now, you'll still be a patient for big pharma. They locked you in for life. Uh, good, good, yeah. good shit. Good. Rating. That's the, that's the saddest part is that people don't realize like, you know, with vaginoplasty, um, you know, I, I've spoken with someone who's had it and, you know, as of now they seem really happy and they seem fine with it, but like you're a lifelong, you're a lifelong big pharma patient at that point. And that's, yep. that's what people don't quite understand. It's not like you fold it in and it's ready to go. It's and you're talking about managing an open wound for the rest of your life. Um, which, you know, as disgusting as that is, it's it's what it is. Um, and there's plenty yeah. of horror stories out there that that people should consider. Um, but you know, that that's I mean, the the hard the hardest part of this right now is that we're at the we're at the inflection point of of the culture war where this is taking place. The 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 way around it is to have good kids to have kids, raise good kids. Um, and that again, it's that that becomes the balancing act. Like I said, you're you're raising kids is like trying to hit a curveball off your back foot, like over and over and over again. And while you're doing that, you need to create this bond that this trusting bond where your kids can come to you because the first six years of their life, you're with them a lot. And after that, eight hours a day in the public indoctrination camps, unless you homeschool. But that's not the case for everybody. Even in private or, schools, you got to worry about it. Or leave America. Or leave America, you know? And, and that, that's not a realistic situation for, for most people. No, I know. I the, know. That's true. But the, but the real, realistic solution to this is be present in your kid's life. Love your spouse. 100%. Like, uh, you know, to the fullest they can. Show your kids what real love is create a trusting bond. So when hard things come up and things come up that they don't understand, they will come to you for questions. And if, and if you can't do that, you will lose, you will absolutely lose this culture war. And the, and nobody likes that solution because you can't legislate that you can't legislate the nuclear family. You can't legislate keeping people together and, uh, 
and, and loving someone and, and choosing a partner who you identify with, who you share values with, it can't be done. So Facts. they don't like that. And it's, it's too hard and blah. Like, no, that's the Dude. way of life. It's, and we knew that until 10 years Fucking ago. Right. How, how do we, how, how do we like instill that? Cause you, you're at a hundred percent, right? You cannot legislate how important a nuclear family is, especially when we have, you know, the welfare system and like all these reasons why that the people who want to take advantage of the system to not be in a nuclear family, like we're incentivizing, uh, excuse me, the American government is incentivizing people to not be in the nuclear family. But we know that uh, not a fatherless home, you're like 80% more likely to do drugs, to fall into prison, to do all like to go down a path that is not good. You know, whereas the, the invert, like a, a motherless home is almost almost the same as as being in a nuclear family. It's kind of yeah. crazy when you look at the statistics. Being yeah. in the father's home is so different. So like fatherlessness is one of, the, if not the number one cause of problems in society. Like if yep. if we got rid of fatherlessness, but you can't legislate that, you know, right. but we need to somehow instill it. And how do we do that? We raise children to know what a good relationship is to actually. So like, you know what that instills in the children, right? When you are showing them and being a part of their lives, you validate them. So they don't need to seek an outside source for validation. That's a huge issue too. These people are like, they're, they're, they're like, uh, my parents hate me. I'm not, I don't feel, get the love that I feel like I need. And at the same time, they have this little fucking devil on their shoulder going yes you don't need your family i i'll be your family i'll love bomb you into my ideology that's what these teachers are doing that's what these like that fucking jeffrey marsh dickhead that wears makeup and like he's like a super creepy tiktok guy who's like i'll be your family like dm me like holy shit you're the biggest fucking groomer pedo obviously out there the dylan mulvaney is like all these people are trying to convince them that they need validation from these sources but not yeah. from the parents. The only validation that you should need is from your parents. As soon as you, you, your family and your, your, when you, when I, I got my validation from my family, so I don't need it from others. I don't need it from the internet. I don't need it from anything. I'm very comfortable, confident in my own skin. I validate me. No one else does. You can't teach that. You can't, no. and, and you can't legislate that either. The ability to like, uh, get validation from your parents so that you don't need it online. And like, then you think about social media, the addiction to likes and the addiction to um, going viral. Like that's what motivates a lot of these children out there instead of just being happy, being themselves and not giving a shit. If they go viral, like I could probably be a lot more successful if I actually cared to go viral or if I cared to get the likes or wanting to be famous. Like I, I don't, have a desire to be famous i want to be successful for so that when i have kids i can give them a life like that that's actually my new motivation and yeah. that's actually helping me a lot because i never had this desire because i'm comfortable being me i'm happy like i'm i don't need i don't need anything mm -hmm. but there's clearly people out there that need validation to the point that they're willing to um legislate forcing you to validate them like yeah. that's insane like yep. that, that's where we're getting to this point where it's like, okay, we need to stop it and not give any ground. Jordan Peterson uh, said in Joe Rogan, like you give them two inches, they, they will take a mile. 
and you are not getting that mile back. You can never go that far back. So that's why that's why I think fighting the pronouns, not allowing it, saying I, I'm drawing a line in the sand. It's like I'm not going to give you that inch. I'm not even going to give you that inch. No, uh-uh. I'm done giving inches. I'm done giving anything. I I refuse. I'm not going to do it. As soon as I see it, I can't play Destiny anymore. You know why? Because you you play the game. You know how mm-hmm. much bo- the non-binary dickhead. I can't fucking stand that dude. He's so annoying. Like, oh, Nimbus, Queen, yeah. Nimbus, yes, dude. Like Witch Queen was amazing. They went from. And I wasn't pulled out at all. It was, you know, like full escapism. I definitely fell into the world of destiny. It was fantastic. And then boom, like, uh, not Lightfall. Yeah. Lightfall, Lightfall, Lightfall came out and then everyone was gay and this and that they're like, it was more like who isn't gay in, in freaking destiny Two now. Right. Just my character. Everyone else is either gay or non-binary or something it's like that that's not even a reflection of the real world like like that's like men in the real world are the fighters they are the the ones who would be out in the battlefields fighting division two i love it but i i'm so frustrated with it because all of the fucking girl bosses like sorry division in a post-apocalyptic world most of the gangs wouldn't be run by women and you yeah. notice that most of them are. It's all these women that are running everything. It's like, no, no, no. In a po- if the society fell, guess what? Men are taking control and women are okay with it because yep. they're the ones who are going to be fighting and dying, getting cut, getting killed, being out there fighting. The women don't want that. They, right. they, they're they're going to be the first ones that could be like, yep, go ahead, go fight for us. We're fine with it, right? Yeah. And I, like, they don't want to admit that, but that's the truth. It's like Division, yeah. like Ubisoft, like, come on i want to like division i really want to play it i i really enjoyed division one a lot and i didn't get that vibe but division two holy shit is that shit thick and it's in every game that's why yeah. i don't i don't blame as at all it's like it's ever present in everything like no 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 women don't need men anymore it's like bullshit no men need women as much as women need men like that line that women don't need men anymore is such a fucking lie designed straight at the nuclear family that you said is right. is the most important thing we can't legislate it know what we can do we can fight against the ideology that shits on the nuclear family like anytime i see girl boss girls don't need no man anymore snow white this fucking rachel ziggler uh asshole like saying oh like God. she don't need no man she don't need no true love like what the fuck are you talking about like yes you're lucky that your parents fell in love, or hopefully, if they were lucky enough to fall in love and produce you, you entitled brat. Like, thank a straight couple for your existence. Like, people don't under they're like they, they don't get the, the selfishness and the entitlement in the in the society today is just it's just fucking pissing me off, dude. Well, it's it's unfortunate because it's a clear like it's a clear dismissal of reality. Um, and one of the one of the most Facts unfortunate like uh, examples of this is it's a it's a great game with great game um mechanics that uh it, it um the horizon game like what a well, i mean the game systems in that are awesome gameplay is fluid the mm-hmm. art's great the environments are so good but every guy in that game either gets killed immediately or they're this wet sponge like thimp thing that like you're just like this is not how 
like a real post-apocalyptic world that mm-hmm. ref- ref- goes back to tribe tribal times. Yep. Like that's not what's going to happen. The women exactly. are the nurturers. Like, yep. like, and you won't know this until you have kids, but women, when they're pregnant, when they're about to give birth, when they just give birth, you've never seen such a nurturing, like thing in your life. Every bit of their heart and soul, blood, sweat, tears has been literally poured into that thing. And there's no greater bond than a mother and her newborn child, especially a mother and their newborn son. Like the, like your last true love, your, your like a mom and her son is like the most magical thing you'll ever witness. And they're like, they're just, tossing that out as if it were like, like really a disposable thing. Well, like, no, that's how, that's how the world procreates. And it's unfortunate that like, again, a game like that, I haven't been able to finish forbidden West for like that reason, because it was so heavy handed. The first one was fine. The second one was like every single guy you come across, no muscle definition, just like, you know, the sec, but all the women are like, they take on these masculine, like jacked traits Nope. And they're like, they're just talking oh. down to everybody. And I'm like, I just don't think this is how it would work. Like, no, nope, it wouldn't. Close. It's not. I can't, I can't play those games anymore. I can't. It, it's so, it, it's just, it, t- it doesn't allow me to get into the game. It just makes me think about that the entire time. Like division two is like, it's just nonstop. I, I was playing it for like a month now. And I'm like, I'm just like, I sit back and look at it. I'm like, dude, I just yell girl boss, girl boss. Every time, like, you know, oh, we're, we got to take this person out. And then you hear him on the radio and it's like, it's this girl like, I told you fuckers to like take care of it. I guess I'll do it myself. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, how how are like in the post-apocalyptic world, like the women are the strong like leaders. And I'm not saying that women can't be leaders. I'm not saying that women can't right. be strong. But like. Yeah. If if eighty five percent of the the gangs roaming around in this po- post apocalyptic world are just women, you know, and like the men are just sitting on the sideline, like that, that's it's not really how it would work. I'm sorry, you know, that there's yep. a reason that men do most of the graping, you know, in 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 the world, uh, because they're the stronger ones. They're the ones that, and those guys are all assholes. Um, but you know, it's I, it's just it's it's a weird it, it, thank you king king said it's just a statistically improbable yeah exactly right. that's just not how it would be and that doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah we're all just in, in in states of extreme um in extreme circumstances we're going to default to our you know our basic roles and our our roles <laughs> were you know as a man to provide and protect our family because we're genetically we're larger for the most part there are women who are larger than men and stronger than men of course but statistically speaking though men are larger men men also have different bone structures Mm -hmm. women's hips are shaped at a different angle to allow a baby to pass through like there's just there are fundamental differences uh between men and women that for some reason reality is being ignored by science by the scientists and school teachers biologists like all this shit it's like we're just supposed to accept that real like it's 1984 the blue the sky is not green it's fucking blue all right it's not green 
there are four lights, not five. It's the same thing to get you to deny reality. So every step, like that's what I said, I'm done given that I'm, I draw a line in the sand and we all need to understand that like the more it's okay to just take one step over that they're redrawing the line. Every time you take a step, like, all right, cool. This is the new line. All right. So like, you know, what's stepping over the line a little bit, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, we'll redraw the line. Now you just stepped over. So like, we're just going to keep the line ahead of you wherever you're standing. And, but the line is only moving in one direction and that's towards what they want, not towards reality. I, yeah. It's not like I, I'm trying to like I, that. I want any specific thing other than to people to just accept reality and they, yeah. they don't want to accept reality. I like, I'm a very logical based person. I follow yeah. the logic. I, that tends to be how I come to conclusions on different subjects and things logically based. They, they want to deny it. They want to make logic illegal. It seems, you know, it feels like. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a hard place to be in the world right now. And, uh, and I think the only reason I push back the way I do and ask the questions that I do is well, to satisfy my own curiosities of where people are mentally, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm with you and I, I don't want anyone to mistake my questions or my pushback as uh, a reason that you should not stand for what you believe in. I believe that I, I believe a certain thing. I, I think that there's other there's other big battles we we really really need to fight. Um, but that doesn't mean that as can't be passionate about it, you can't be passionate about it, Dan can't be passionate about it. It doesn't matter. Like it, I, I, I as we've said, I am and you and I are more in like the libertarian side of things. Like I want people to be able to live their life how they feel that is best for them. I want to keep government out of my life as much as possible. Um, and I, mm -hmm. I was talking to someone recently about. And I agree with them that really the only function, one of the only functions that the federal government should have is to protect our borders. And beyond that, um, with a strong military and beyond that, like leave it to the states to decide um, how, how we can live our lives. And, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what the, the real answer is, but I just want to be able to have the conversation when I need to, but I want you to fight your battles when you want to. And I might just bring a different perspective that you didn't think of. Um, Adam does a great job with that. And, uh, you know, thank you for the the conversation today, Adam. I, you know, I, it's, uh, it's a long time coming that we've been able to, you know, to get to sit down one-on-one, -on -one. you're a busy guy and doing your own thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think the main part of the show we're going to sort of end here is a great place to, to end. And, uh, we are going to do a little bit, little segment for people who are uh, subscribers on Locals. You'll be able to check that out once uh, we finish. But uh, Adam, like I said, thank you for joining me here today. Is there what 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 do you have going on? To, you know, talk to people about what's what's coming up for you. Uh, sure. Well, Base F Monday is every Monday with uh, a fantastic group of also YouTuber streamers that all join me. We got Quarter Black Garrett, Darth Call, Georgia Giant Slayer, Andreas Exertus and oh my gosh who am i missing Floodzilla. and oh, wow. we yeah we have a blast every monday night tuesday night which is uh, later on tonight georgia giant slayer joins me on tuesday titans where we talk very more much more political uh now i'm gonna restart my daily show so tomorrow night will be my first time back as just solo just me talking about stuff i'm, I'm going to be getting back into space things and just to, talking about different subjects. I don't know how long I'll go, but I'll probably do about three segments uh, every day. 
so I will be back on my daily show over on my channel, The Krigler Show, both on Rumble and YouTube. Uh, Sunday nights, Forbidden Frontier is a show that I started, oh, wow, uh, I don't even remember, like six or seven months ago with Nerdra Gary from Nerdrotic and Quarter Black Garrett, where we talk about ancient civilizations, ancient apocalypses, uh, UFOs, just the Forbidden Frontier. And the, the title really is fitting, where we just kind of love to go where you know pseudoscience meets fringe realities of conversations you're not supposed to be having and it is is a lot of fun uh every wednesday i join side scrollers um about 6 p.m 12 eastern time uh, so mm -hmm. noon eastern time uh, side scrollers is live every day monday through friday definitely go check them out but i join on wednesdays and so that would be tomorrow. I'll be joining them. And then I also do a game stream, although I'm not sure if I'm going to continue the game stream. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is the best uh, flow as far as me making videos to getting ready to do live streams. Uh, so but I have been streaming Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time uh, on my Rumble and Locals channel. And then Friday nights. I go live on locals only to do some jam. So I, I play music. I got a guitar behind me. I've been playing music for about 22 years, singing and playing guitar. I got a lot of different songs and uh, people seem to really like them. And I have been, uh, I have been toying with the idea of making an album. I actually have an album that I created. Uh, I have it right here. I have about 20 discs left. Um, okay. This is my first, my first album. It's just a demo that I made a long time ago. Uh, but I do have some some songs, and I think I might actually release this uh, online, digitally, and you know, just to get it out there, and just to say, you know what, I did this so long ago, why wouldn't I put this out there? Uh, so I am I am working on that. Uh, so yeah, thanks for having me on, Shags. It you're right, it it's been too long since we just sat and had a one on one. Uh, yeah. I got to come back on the midweek hump. I know it's a little a little late for me because I've been uh, I've been waking up early, like 10 a.m. for me, which is I don't know, 4 a.m. Eastern time for for everyone there. So yeah. uh, I used to I used to be up late and I'm going to basically try to do my show and go to sleep right after my show. Not maybe not directly after. So I'm not like falling asleep during my show because I don't want to be tired because when you're doing a show like this, especially by yourself, you're like talking about subjects. You're you're making connections in your brain, stream of consciousness, talking about things the way things are connected, bringing back other subjects to kind of link them up. And I don't know if you're tired and falling asleep, it's kind of harder to do that. So uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still figuring out my schedule, my flow, but you know, I'm doing it. I'm going to get it, get it, get it going. So thanks for having yeah, me. Man. Yeah, dude. Um, busy man. So make sure you guys check him out. Got some links down in the description. Um, wherever you're watching, you'll have those links or listening. You'll be watching. You'll be able to have those links for you. Uh, check out Adam stuff. He's a great dude. He is, he has always looked out for us little guys. He's been a big part of a lot of people's growth over the past couple of years um, and helping us, you know, sort of establish ourselves online. So to that end, thank you. But also just thank you for being a, a pal uh, and being cool. There was a, a 199 super chat earlier that said, Adam is a good friend. Been there for me. Be blessed uh, from Steel Leg of History. So, Cheers, Robert. Um, the, um, no, man, uh, 